1: Original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve
3: Mathis. Welcome to the Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing, the first one of the year, Anaheim One kickoff. Yeah. It's exciting. Fox Racing, foxhead.com, visit your local authorized Fox dealer. We thank those guys for presenting this, and uh, they've got their all-new gear out now. Of course, we saw their limited edition stuff, the Dungy and Rocks wore. War. they got Flex Air gear as well, and uh, some of the best stuff out there. Go to your local dealer, foxhead.com, Fox Racing, the global innovation leader in motocross racewear, and we thank uh, we thank those guys. Um, with me on the line is a couple of guys that uh, were at Anaheim One and can uh, break everything down and discuss it the um, the proper way. My boss, the RacerX online editor, V. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I one, bro. Oh, I know. Yeah, I like the I like the enthusiasm. Coming in hot. Nothing get much better. Nothing um, better. And also on the line, uh Fly Race wears own, Jason Thomas.
0: Yeah, what are we going to talk about though? I feel like this could be the shortest <laughs> show of the year.
3: Not much happened. Didn't happen. Not much. Yeah. No, Anderson won. Good job, Jason. Anderson and Cooper Webb. Yeah, right on. Yeah, thanks um, for listening, guys. Wow. Uh, hopefully San Diego is going to be a good one. I just hope they can finally deliver something. Wow. Well, it is San yeah. Diego, hey, you know.
1: Um, do you know, this is uh, five years of doing these podcasts. Really? Yeah, oh. we started in uh, 2011.
3: Started in 2011 doing race recaps. This, there, yeah, this okay. race recap thing after uh, Anaheim one.
1: Now, we had a different guy at first, not JT.
3: Mm-hmm. JT was racing. He was busy racing.
1: God rest his soul. Yeah, JT was busy to race. Uh, no, actually, Ping...
3: Things still around. <laughs> yeah, so, long, so, so he's not yeah. dead? <laughs> he's not dead. No, okay. he's not dead. Um, yeah, well, okay. I mean, you say five years of doing these things, but guess what? I started these in, in 2008, so I'm, I'm a bit confused of what you're talking about, but I got it, right. Um, this
1: is this the very show we're doing right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I'm just saying it, yeah. Okay. Um, I, know I know. So, yeah, uh, let, let's... Let's just start with let's start with the winner, out of the respect. Out of the respect for Jason Anderson and the Rockstar Husky team, which was a phenomenal uh, performance. And their other rider, Zach Osborne, uh, finished third, won his heat race. But uh, Jason Anderson was great. We'd all he- heard, I'd heard from two people that one guy that visited the Baker's factory and one guy that was there, you can probably figure out who I'm talking about, one guy who was in the Baker's factory. He's no longer in the Baker's factory. But he was in it. Okay. okay. Is he broke Ken Roxen? <laughs> his name his name's, name's- Schmadam Schmatem Schmidthrul. Okay. So um Tyler <laughs> Rattray? It was not. It was not and it was it was not Weimer either. Um Stuart Randall poto No, 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 it was not and it was not Stu. No, not Stu. He was not there. Ricky Carmichael. <sighs> I give up. All right, thanks for coming, everybody. Um, We heard how good Anderson was, and I heard it from a couple of different people that Anderson was flying down in Florida, and he did exactly that at Anaheim 1. Both starts, there was the red flag, he was up there, and um, um, the second start, he knocked down Cole Sealy's six or seven second lead, took the win by four seconds over Ryan Dungey, and he was phenomenal, and we talked about this a little bit on the Pulp Show last night, but we, honestly, like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this could be an era where you just see a dude Ala McGrath in 93 and I'm not saying he's going to win 72 and 7, but this could be a time where we see a young rider break through and become a champion. It was that good. Anderson's been on that kind of path. Um and yeah, Rocks and Dungey Canard are all going to have a lot to say about it, but this could do something if, if if this if this Anderson kid wins again, those other guys got a problem.
1: I agree only with the last sentence. Yes, if he wins again and things start really rolling, these other guys have a problem. But I will not nearly go so far to say that this is a, no. I'm just looking at I, I I think it's. Um, I'm, saying I, I I'm,
3: saying, I'm saying he can win the title. I'm saying I'm saying he can win the title. And and yeah, I think he can. Right. I think he can, Which... but I I'm
1: not sure that it I think he already was there. It's maybe raised the stock a little bit. Here's the one thing that I Okay, the the performance was unbelievable. I mean, it was unbelievable. He actually didn't start up there on the second restart. He was seventh. He went from seventh to first. That rarely happens in Supercross and it's not like it was a bunch of spodes that happened to get starts. I mean, Pretty much every top dude was in front of him, and he went around them all. When Canard got in a second, I'm like, yeah, Canard, gone past stealing the heat. He's going to do it here. Kennard's going to win. Kennard fast the practice. Kennard won his heat race. Here, And then he just passed them, and he just left them. And no one had anything for him. It was unbelievable. But actually this morning I went back and watched it on TV. He was taking huge chances. He had I think that's fine. But I think every other rider was in, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm so tight. It's Anaheim one. Don't crash mode. And he was not. So I think it gives him a little bit more of a gap that he's not going to have as the series unfolds. I, he was really loose at the opener. No one else was. So I don't think I can yeah. break
3: too much. Well, and, you know, your phone's breaking up a bit, so move around. But um, we saw that last year. Got second in the opener last year. And couldn't really back it up. Did near the end of the season, was fast all the way through, but had made some mistakes. But I'm just saying that this could be something where he gets a win and confidence starts going. The kid can fly. His endurance is great, and we could be like, "Hey, Jason Anderson won the Supercross title." So, I don't
1: think that ever worked. I don't think it ever works that way.
3: Well, it worked in '93 that way.
1: Okay, so once once again, I will once again put the you put your one. (laughs) Against <laughs> mm-hmm. all the other years of history. Mm-hmm. 93 was the greatest rider in the history of Supercross racing. He was good. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much it was he got confidence rolling. McGrath was just better than anyone else that's ever raced Supercross ever. Um, the cream rises. The best dude's going to win the title this year. Anderson is either the best guy or he's not. The confidence of Anaheim 1 is not going to be the determining factor.
3: JT, which rider didn't win Anaheim but should feel the best about his race? Okay, all right, easy that's easy all right i was say, I was going to say Dungy, Roxon or Kennard. I think all He's easily all th- Dungy. I think all three can be like made some mistakes. How could you pick Kennard in that? Because Kennard was going hella fast.
0: He was going hella fast, but then he you know yeah, he he tightened mistake. up no, no. fell off the pace and then he fell down, so i I, I not to say that Kennard had a terrible race, but I wouldn't lump him in with how Dungy's performance was. Would you lump him in with Roxon?
3: No. Because oh. Roxon went forward the whole time. He didn't switch gear companies, did he? Who? Canard. No, of course. Okay, not. I'm just checking. I just no, just I'm just checking. being objective. Ah, that, he was uh, good. Not what we want? Canard was good. I mean, I can flip the switch, and
0: you know, I can pump <laughs> this thing up if you want. But oh, I know. He was good. Canard was good. Um, he was fast, but right. I don't think you know. I, I know he was not pleased after the race. So if oh, you yeah. if you're. If you're saying that he should well, be the most
3: positive leaving there and the feeling the most good about the race i don't I don't I, think that's even close. I think the guy can be like I had speed, I want a heat, and I had speed, and I worked my way up and yeah, I made a stupid mistake but we each tell him tell him he's wrong.
1: I hate to waffle here, but you're both right i can see I can see both points i hate to. you waffle. think
3: he feels as good about the weekend as Dungey does? none of these guys feel good if they don't win j t. that's first of all. First yeah, of all, all these all these dudes I are like. Your oh. question, how they actually feel and how they should feel. He should feel good
1: because, like I thought, I thought, I thought he was going to win the race. So when you ride well enough for people to think, "Wow, it looks like he might win," you mm-hmm. should be happy. But he's not going to be happy because he's a racer and he got seventh.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, I doubt Dungey was the, happy. The tools
1: and the pieces are there. The tools and the pieces are there. But for Canard, for sure.
3: But let's talk about Dungey because JT is. Excited about his ride, and it was good. Um, he, first of all, the the collision with Canard, I saw nothing wrong with that. We did a little three-on-three on Racetracks Online, and I thought I was the guy. Out of, it was a Ping in UJT, and I thought I was the guy that was like, eh, nothing wrong with that. Both of you did lean towards a little of aggressive-slash-dirty move. Maybe not dirty. Aggressive move by Canard in that turn that knocked Dungy down. I don't know. To me, that was just racing. Uh, if there was a berm there. It would have been all right, but there's no berm, so I blame it
0: on film. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. any time you, anytime you go in and make contact and somebody is on the ground, I mean, you know, something has yeah, to be but, looked at. Yeah, I mean,
3: Canard can scrubbed the shit out of that triple and got the edge and, and used his superior skills in that section right there to pull up even with Dunge, and there's no berm, there's no way to really stop, and you go out there and shit happens. It's super supercross, you know? I don't know. Okay, Anyways. Well, I mean, yeah. was it?
0: So was it? You know, did he? Did he? Was he the reason that Dungy crashed? Yes. Okay, that's all. I mean, that's all I was right. really pointing at. What do you think
3: of the pass, Weege?
1: Uh Yeah, I don't have. I don't have any issue with it. I think you're right. He was trying to make the pass. They have these turns. They don't have berms. I mean, you can't just. You have to try. You have to try to make passes. So sometimes that happens. I don't think he's like I want to take this dude down, but. You got to go for it sometimes, and if they're going to have
3: yeah.
1: one eighties without a berm, it just causes one rut. What are you going to do? So, um, yeah, his choice was either yeah. get a little aggressive or just not pass, but he chose to pass. So yeah. I think it was
3: fine. And Canard's aggressive anyways, as we know. You know he he charges. So um, Dungee was great though. Got up from that. Got Sealy on the last lap for second. And JT, like you were saying, there's no like he's he's on point. He looked great and. There's no reason to be any worried, or not that anybody was, but there's no reason to be worried about Ryan Dungy. Fantastic, Rod.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought he was really, really good. Um, I think if, I honestly think if Trey, he and Trey hadn't come together, I think Dungy would have won the race. So, um, I, you know, if I I think that Jason Anderson will be a handful uh, many times, but I, I just think Dungy, you know, isn't too good of a spot. I was a little worried that uh, these guys would come in and have too much speed for him, Tomac rocks in, but i just didn't see that um i thought dungy he's still ryan dungy and, and i just i think we're going to see more of the same that we saw from last year from him i just think we're going to we're going to see him take charge of the series uh at some point and then you know he's just going to do what he does he's just in his prime right now and
3: and we but, saw that he is fully capable of kind of handling whatever's coming his way the track was uh tough for an a1 and you had the rain and everything too, like on top of that, which made some sections soft. For an Anaheim one, we usually we always like, oh god, this track, like, oh jeez, it, it was tough, JT.
0: It was tough. Um, you know, I think the dirt and the rain added to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been, it would have been fairly technical if it had been hard packed, typical Anaheim. But yeah. you wouldn't have seen all of the, the, you know, crazy crashes like you saw in Anderson from practice. You know, his uh, ghost ride crash was a that was a result of soft track and G out, you know, G out jump faces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the dirt was much more treacherous than the actual design itself. uh, But that's all part of it. I mean, you have to take all those things into account.
3: Yeah, it was a, it was tough. It was tricky. Uh, The Dungy Stewart thing that caused the red flag. Weege. Um, People are making, I think, way more out of this. This is the 2016 year we live in now. That's that's just an accident that happens in supercross racing.
1: Yeah, but you're, you summed it up. It's 2016, and also it uh, involves James Stewart and also the champion of the series. So, I mean, it's just guaranteed People to, were, to light up.
3: Was like, that the was some that...
1: incidents? Just there isn't a problem. like it just happens. Yeah. It doesn't mean someone's to blame or someone needs to be burned as a snake every single time something happens.
3: <laughs> that's what I mean. Like that's where I feel like yeah. where we're at. It's blame the blame pie has to be assigned every single time. Sometimes. The blame pie is just – there's no blame pie. Blame pie is not there. And things happen. It's Supercross yeah. racing. I mean, JT, that, that exact incident there has probably happened to you half a dozen times, either on – either end. Yeah, it happens. It's just racing. I mean, right. that's, that stuff's going to go on. You think, um, you think Dunge was shocked at the booze? Like, wait, I'm Ryan Dungey. I'm from Bell Plane.
0: Yeah. You know what? I Honestly, when I was hearing them, I was – my literally the thought that went through my mind is everybody that's booing right now doesn't understand how racing works. <laughs>
3: Are you saying the SoCal crowd is just there for the show and really doesn't understand racing? Um, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Um,
1: wait, wait! They were booing Dunge. I thought they were booing yeah. the red flag.
3: They're booing everything. They booed Stu when he got I, I, up. They booed. They booed Dunge. They booed everything.
1: Oh, I thought they booed the red flag. I did not realize they were booing Dunge. Yep, but maybe you're right.
3: I'm pretty sure they were. I, I JT, right?
1: Mindset. I
0: mean, uh, I would say you know, I don't know if all of them, but definitely yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yep,
3: absolutely. Oh God,
0: yeah. Because oh, I, I think God. most of them just thought he was trying to take him out, and I'm like, uh,
3: no. Yeah. Um, you know, dunge, you know, dungeon <laughs> in his history. Oh God, if there's anybody known for torpedo tor- 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 torpedoing yeah. riders, um, it's done. Especially lap two of the season, the oh, uh, like lap of the year. He loses his, when you start going the kill on guys. He loses his head all the time. Out there. He does. He always always presses the issue. Always, it's a little yeah. too much. Yeah. Now, one thing we learned from Dunge: is keep your leg up in the turn. Um, but yeah,
1: he didn't even cross my the that they might be booing him because he seems so incredibly blameless. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I know. Wow. There, I mean, it was just a. At that point, things were getting hostile with a few other guys, and so maybe the crowd was just on edge, you know. Um, let's talk about Stu for a second. So the lights came on. The stew, I don't think he was hot and ready. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been okay. You think? Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, he what, was racing. He got a good start. He was battling Anderson. It wasn't like he was He, he was ready
1: to go. I, I don't watched, know if he would have been going three be laps, but he was ready to race.
3: I watched him in practice, Weege. I thought he looked a little shaky. Like, his times were okay. I just – I. He made mistakes. He got out of, he's got sketched a little bit. I just didn't see the same aggressiveness. I don't know. uh, Yeah. Let's say that doesn't happen. I have him still finishing fourth or fifth, like going backwards from that spot. I I don't know. What did you think, JT?
0: I was interested to see. I thought he was riding pretty well. Uh, Practice, I thought he looked okay. You know, he had sketchy moments, but that's kind of what Stu does. Um, I was I was more interested to see how his fitness would be. That that was the question. Uh so we didn't get to see that unfortunately and hopefully
3: we get to see it soon, but that was that was really my only question. I thought everything else was fine. This is rough right now, Wigan. This has been a rough comeback.
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. And we're about to enter the next 2016 controversy. Uh if he's day to day, First of all, if he's day-to-day at all, and he supposedly is, we won't even get into if he competes in San Diego. Every person in that building, booing or not booing, assumes that he was unconscious at some point. Now, I don't know if he was, but that's the assumption. If he's already day-to-day, we already have to have a discussion of how is that possible. And if he races in San Diego, it needs to be discussed even further. Where are we at with this? This is the hottest topic of any sport. Getting knocked out and continuing to compete. What do we do?
3: There's plenty of guys who say that concussion test is is just kind of BS and, like, whatever. Um, If he passes it, but whatever your thoughts are on the test, it doesn't really matter. If he passes it, he's good to go. Right, JT?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, I told a story about how I was really, really hungover when I took it the first time, so I have no idea if I went in there what the test results would come back as. So Um, I think it's better than nothing, but who knows? You know, I I don't know how that's – I don't know the science behind it and how – really accurate or effective it is, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see, I guess. Was
1: that by design, JT?
0: No, it wasn't. It was just uh, they decided to give everybody the test in Vegas, which was a great idea.
1: (laughs) Maybe that was their move to how well it got done.
3: Just going to grade this on a curve. Yeah. Hey, J-Law. J-Law, it's your turn for the concussion test.
1: (laughs) At the palms. They were at the palms, (laughs) when they actually tapped them on the shoulder. (laughs)
3: Exactly. It's been rough, though, right right now, man. Like, even if Stu comes back, like, again, he was out cold. He had to been out cold. He looked out cold. I don't throw the red flag if you're, you know, you know. I think if you're responsive, and uh, right. So now he's like, you know, not going to ride all week, and he's going to get a little duller in his skills probably, and he's going to maybe push the issue Like, oh man, like we might be doing a panic button. Not next week, but we might be doing a panic button shortly.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, can we also – He, I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't a hard hit. I mean, they, he came off that berm hard. Dungey hit him hard. He landed on the side of his helmet. Uh, I'm not saying it was a nothing crash. But being alluded to, and he might be right in the three-on-three yesterday, that the more concussions you get, the easier it is to get knocked out again.
3: No, oh, yeah. No, they're, they're, it's that, really
1: hard to say that because it's such an unbelievably sensitive topic that even doctors don't know technically the answer to. But I was like, man, that's what it takes with Stu now. Well, knock out cold
3: from this. I heard, I heard it from 10 other people in the pits, including some racers. Like, man, that didn't look like a hard hit. That didn't look like a hard hit, blah, blah, blah. Like, I heard it. So, to be that level, to be yeah. knocked unconscious level. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you think, JT?
0: You know, concussions are tricky because uh, you can't really tell how much impact, um, and you can see the slowest speed crashes, and the guy just, you know, bounces his head first sometimes, and the guy gets knocked out, and you'll see a guy ragdoll, you know, 50 yards, and they never, they just never hit their head, you know, they kind of bounce off all everything else, and they're fine, so... I've always tried to um, keep an open mind when looking at that, those kind of crashes. And, you know, if all the impact went first onto his head, it can, it can be a lot worse than it looked. So mm-hmm. uh, having said that, I didn't, do didn't believe like that it. concussions become easier and easier. Uh, you know, from the, yeah. all the science I've read, you know, and I think, you know, he's had quite a few. So, um, you know, only a neurologist would probably be able to tell you if,
3: if that's what's happening with him. But I wouldn't be surprised. It didn't look like it went on his head first. It looked like it went on his shoulder first. You know, the side of his helmet hit. I think no, the no, no. The that's pretty pretty- but I think the first point of contact looked like a shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, it just uh, yeah. It didn't I don't freak know. A, you should be out for three minutes because of that. Um, I didn't think.
3: No, I agree. It was. Uh, it's not going well. So, all right. So Ryan Dungey did the best. If your if your name wasn't Jason Anderson, Ryan Dungey has the most to be pumped about. I think Kennard and Roxon. Roxon was good. Roxon was really good. Fell down in the second turn and uh, came all the way back to get fifth. I think he was great. And I wouldn't be surprised if he won this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. I guess you can say that for a few guys. Cole Seeley, um, in uh, David Villeman's column on Pulp MX, he said that Cole Seeley is a disappointment. That when, you, when you're when you a past race winner and you have that lead, you got to take it home. you got to bring it on home. What do you think, Weech? I think that's
1: correct under almost all circumstances, but the opener, I just can't stress enough, the opener is just weird. Um, weird things are going to happen. Maybe they shouldn't happen, but the bottom line is, dude, get nervous. And my first question to Celia after the race was, hey, if you had that lead around nine, would it be different than the opener? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, First of all, he had a bad start on the first start. Then they restarted, and he finds himself in a lead, and I think he just freaked out a little bit, which... I think everybody was freaking out to some degree except Dungy and Anderson, and they went second and first. So um, I
2: think
1: you have to give uh, a mulligan for the opener.
3: Remember, Celia had a rough couple of races last year, too, openers, at the opener in the second round. Um, I think yeah. it was more crashes yep. than nerves. But how was he after the race? We jumped to go find him. He was gone by then. Was he Was he okay?
1: Yeah, I think he was happy to get a third. Like, I don't think oh, okay. he thought yeah, that yeah. that was... And maybe partially, again, because at first start, I didn't see him up there with the first start. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't spectacular. I think it was 13th in practice. Heat race wasn't great. First start wasn't great. I think at the end, he's like, I can't believe I came out of here with a third. So, I think he was
3: fine. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about the freeze and pike thing. Yeah? So... Things got nutty. Um, we all saw the punches, we all saw the incident. Pike is fined five thousand dollars. He's disqualified for Anaheim one and he's also uh suspended for San Diego this weekend. Um you can't do J T thinks the heat race thing wasn't good, or if you come around a little bit, JT, I guess on that. Um I didn't see a problem with that heat race incident between the two guys. But I'm sure Pike um, I'm sure Pike didn't you know, didn't have doesn't have the same attitude.
0: Or yeah, didn't... it's 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 tough. I, I see it two different ways. I see it if you just take that one move, no history, no nothing, you don't even know who Vince Fries is, you don't even know that those two ever race against each other, then, yeah, it probably wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but a lot of this stuff, you know, you can't – punishment-wise, I understand. But as far as understanding a situation and, and trying to diagnose why things went sideways the way they did, you have to add in the fact how many times these guys have got together. And then, you know, obviously Weston is going to be infuriated by that move, whether it was – you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, that was a
3: huge factor into what we saw happen in the semi. And Vince's move in the semi was dumb. I think we can all agree on that. I don't know what he was thinking. But I guess that's a common thing with Vince Freese. We've said that before. Although, Weege, he's kind of cleaned up his act. I picked him as a big surprise this year. I didn't mean it this way. But uh, that was a dumb move.
1: Yeah, that was a dumb move. I, I think it's totally inexcusable and I'd almost have no problem with any of it. I, I feel like this is what Freeze does. You, you can't condone what Pike did. He deserves a suspension, no doubt, but I can see why Pike freaked, freaked out and in, in the semi, yeah. you know, from his perspective. I can see why he gets that mad. The, actually, the only thing I have an issue with, the only thing at all, is that Mike have actually told our guy, Aaron Hansel, after the race, Hansel's like, um, do you think that um, Freeze has a, has a reputation for overly aggressive or even dirty riding? And Genova would not even agree with that. Can you at least say, yes, he has the reputation i don 't think he deserves it, right, but he does right. Like, you cannot you cannot take Frieza's previous life
3: he was suspended for rough it. riding. He was actually suspended for rough riding
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. You cannot dismiss that. It was not if any other dude had done that to Pike, Pike probably wouldn't have reacted in the same way. This is a this is a buildup and it eventually he had gone too far. So that's the one part that gets him mad. Can we just admit it? Can everybody, not 99% of us, 100% of us need to admit this is what freeze does?
3: <laughs> yeah. No, that's it, th- to get me mad. Now, let me ask you this. This is probably actually he, the AMA slash FIM slash Feld slash whoever already probably said this. But So if Pike doesn't throw punches or does anything, if they just both get up from that semi-crash, and try to grab their bikes and go. Does Freeze just get away with that, JT? I guess so, right? Because he got nothing.
0: Apparently, from from the AMA and FIM side, which I'm I'm not really in agreement with wholeheartedly because I think you have to always look at incidents on an accumulation basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in this case, they you know. I guess he would have got nothing, which I know there have been there have been phone calls made, um, kind of like seriously, you guys are going to do anything? You know, well, be- because I mean, we've seen this action
3: before from him. That was there was no chance of making that pass. That was just stupid on Vince's part, and you know, Fre- Pike had gotten him down that straightaway, and I guess he whipped it at Freeze, and maybe that was what set him off. I don't know, but that was that was again a dumb move by Vince, who, a guy who's a good rider, who's gotten better and there was his his front wheel was aimed at the exit and at the turn and he was not going to be able to make that turn there was just no way um so the funny thing is yeah, uh, that
1: wasn't an attempt that wasn't like I thought I had the block pass made I miscalculated and, it wasn't and, that at all and
3: we talked a little bit about it last night like if that's the last turn in the LCQ for the last spot maybe you pull that maybe so yeah um pike's pike's penalty I thought it was a little overdone. Like, I, I, the DQ, find them and DQ them from a, A1, I'm good with that. The San Diego thing is a little harsh. But, you know, we we it's if, when you try to predict where the AMA and FAM are going to go, you're just going to lose because who knows? Vince gets nothing from that. Vince doesn't get a warning or Vince doesn't get a fine for that rough riding. And then Pike gets that, he misses the whole race. I mean, I'm okay with it. I just thought it was a little much. So.
1: I'm not going to come down on the FIM ruling for two reasons. As far as Freezy is concerned, yes, I believe the pass was ridiculous and wrong and dumb, and he probably should have been penalized, but I understand their situation. As soon as you start throwing down hard penalties for racing incidents, well, by that I mean not fights, but block passes, You've now set a precedent that's going to be your worst nightmare forever. You know, what's the difference between when Dungeon Stu did or Canard and, and Dungeon did? We know it's different, but now it's a judgment call. So you really have to be careful, I think, for handing out harsh penalties for aggressive passes because maybe it will happen at the last turn of an LCQ. Oh, that's a different set of rules? I mean, do you think they're called wishy-washy and gray area now? Right. Just wait yeah. when they say, well, that's the last turn of an LCQ. It's different. People will freak out. So I get it, even if I don't agree. And as far as Pike is concerned, dude, he's punching a guy on the track. I think at that point, almost any penalty he gets, you have to say,
3: yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was bad, especially because, like, if Pike gets up and takes two swings and picks his bike up, different story, heat of the moment, but he just starts. He pauses for a second to reload and then just keeps, you know. Um, yeah, it's amazing to me, though. Freeze needs to be like, hey, you're now on probation, bro. The next time that happens, because that was a dumb pass. Weege, I asked you about this in the in the press box or maybe after the race, but I don't follow dumb wrestling. Okay, it's, it's dumb, and I don't follow it. But you're a huge mega fan of wrestling, especially back in the day. The mo- like, I feel like Genova should be Jimmy Hart, like, just with the glasses and the coat, and Mike, Tony, and Vince dressed in black, flipping off the crowd. Um, you know, doing everything they can. Let people throw um. um I don't know if anybody has Apple cores and shit anymore. That's just out of the old movies. But people throwing garbage at them, and they should ride around in the back of like a mule with uh, you know, a big band that says, you suck, we rule. Like Just just play the card, guy guys. Just play the card, right? Now, you told me there was, a, there was the a group part- called the Four Horsemen or something.
1: Four Horsemen, yes. Yeah. Four Horsemen was a, uh, Ric Flair and a couple of other guys. And it was basically that there's an unspoken rule in wrestling that if you're the good guy, you're just a complete idiot and the bad guys are smart. So the bad guys would come up with these elaborate plans like, hey, if we gang up on a guy four-on-one, we could probably take him. (laughs) A good guy could never figure out elaborate schemes like that, that four guys are tougher than one. So they would always have all four of them jumping dusty road for someone, and dusty could never figure out, maybe I need to get three buddies. Could never figure that out. Yeah, yeah. This is the reason I get mad about the Jennifer thing of not even admitting that Freeze is a bad rep. Just admit he is a bad rep and say you don't think he deserves it. You're his boss. I understand. They, this is what this team does. They've aligned themselves with the most controversial personalities in the sport, bar none. The ULSs, who have had countless incidents, it's completely and totally inarguable to a reasonable person that they cause drama and problems. They've done it over and over. Freezy has done it. Again, any reasonable person knows. Everyone in the stands, even the ones that booed Dunn, probably were like, oh, that's what that guy does. So... If that's the route you're going to go, you cannot then say, what, what, what did we do? Why are we getting railroads? Yeah. Why, are, why are people against us? You can't. You've, you've chosen to align yourselves with the people that everybody knows are controversial. That's the, the treatment you are then going to get. So embrace it. That's fine. But do not deny it. I'm all about them embracing it, and I think they actually have. It cannot be a coincidence that these are the people that he's hired for
3: his team. Um, run the black yeah. helmets. Run all black helmets. All black gear. Yeah. Come, come out uh, from the ceremonies, like the bushwhackers. Like have a little yeah. dance. Have a little dance when you're coming out, and and yeah. then you you know, um, yeah, just do it. Just just to, just I, 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 you know,
1: denying the overwhelming evidence is the only part of this that really gets in there. That's the personal thing with me. It gets me very upset when people do blatant things and then deny it. Oh, I, tell I hate the
3: truth. it. I hate it. I can't. See yeah, that. I hate it
1: to I, no end. So. Here's Pike raining down punches. That's not actually the part that got me the most mad.
3: Like, the, 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 yeah, the part that got me most mad was the, the, the interview in the pits. Like, have Mike on the podium yeah. with a picture of McGrath and just rip it like Sinead O'Connor. Like, who is this legend? We do not acknowledge this man. You know, all that kind of stuff. Just run with it. Just like, we are here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and we are out of bubble gum. And then set fire to the stage yeah. and, and walk off. It's great because. It couldn't get any better at this point, because we're all waiting for Michael Essie to do something. Or Jeff. There's the wild card of Jeff. He's not on the team, but he's out there. He's out there. Genova's the puppet master. he's not on the team? He's not on the team. He's not
1: on the team. Who is he riding for? Just himself or something?
3: I don't know. Okay. JT,
0: do you know who he's riding for? Uh, Well, he's riding Mike's practice bike, but he is... On the team, kind of. <laughs> he's so, not underneath the tent, though. Uh, he's on the team. I don't know. I don't know what the. <laughs> I don't know how to specify it, but he's definitely on their bike and they're helping. It. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Classified, however you want. But he's on their equipment
3: and he's a part of their deal. Genova is the puppet master. He's Jimmy Hart. He's got the wild card. Oh, great. G- yeah.
1: yeah. It's great. There would be people that would genuinely enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, there's look. plenty of counterculture people out there that yeah. would actually enjoy what he's doing. Yeah. He's sticking his nose. Yeah, you know, at the authority and all these things. Uh, he's mad about purse money and the way teams are treated. Perhaps he might even have some very legitimate points that he's making. He could really become a champion of some people if you take it for what it is. But if you deny all this, then you're getting all the bad and then also all the bad. You're not getting any good out of
3: it. Just just embrace it, man. I'm telling you. rip up a fo- Set fire to a photo of Jeremy McGrath and just talk about how you're here to take the sport over. I don't know man. It's brutal. It's it's amazing. You know, so uh, yeah. It's uh we'll see. I guess uh, um I hope I hope something happens if Vince does that again. Because Vince, stop it. JT you had a problem let with, me ask, you had a problem with him cross jumping. Yeah. But
1: okay, well yeah, we'll get into the cross jumping thing. But we were saying like so Freezy was not getting in any trouble at all. So if there's basically nothing to discourage you from doing it, you might as well do it. If you're not getting penalized, and there isn't much of a history of getting penalized for that. I mean, I know he was suspended at one point, but, I mean, I think he knew darn well that that submarine takeout of Pike wasn't going to result in a suspension. Like, it took multiple incidents over a very short time. He was going to be fine in that on. There was no reason, nothing to discourage him from making that one pass that he tried to make. So, if the rule makers aren't going to do anything about it, then the riders essentially have to put it in their own hands. Literally, Pike tried to put it in his own hands. That's not allowed. So, let's just say he knocks Pike down Would it have been okay for Pike to calmly let him get his bike up, get his own bike up, and then ram the living shit out of him in the next corner on the motorcycle, which Uh, would be significantly more dangerous? uh, But would that have been okay? Because that would have just been racing incidents? Is that what you're supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to do to stop it from happening?
3: Um, Yeah, I think, JT, just frontier justice. It's
0: tough because I don't think you really have an out, you know? I I think if he... exactly. yeah, I think if he comes out in the next race and retaliates, he's going to get penalized. I think if he obviously throws punches, he's going to be penalized. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a there's an answer to this where he can handle things himself and not get in trouble. But I don't, I don't think AMA is going to do anything about it. You know, it, it takes so much for them to act because I trust me, I've been down this road of begging and begging and begging for them to do something about it before I ended up in jail. That it, they just. You know, they need basically, you know, something something just so out of control to actually do anything that, you know, it, it gets frustrating for
3: riders. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith in FIM, AMA, Feld, or anybody in really taking co- control of this thing and applying the proper penalties. All right? Yeah, well,
0: I think-
1: exactly. So I'm not going to endorse Pike throwing punches, but it's a semi. There's not a lot of laps. Uh, there's a chance that just that move alone, even if Pike gets back up, he ends up having to go to the LCU because some dude completely dirted you. I mean, you, that's not cool. You, you, something should prevent that type of thing from happening. And if you, well, if you, can't you know what, you know what I think, our, they're not we do need, anything, What are we supposed to do? What
0: you say we need more of is in the NFL. If you see guys getting chippy and starting to get a little out of control, they just start throwing flags and guys get in line really quickly. But you just never see that in our sport. You know, you see a guy get dirty. If the AMA did something to him, you know, fine him, penalize him, take some points. You know, it doesn't have to be anything that's going to ruin his year. But there's got to be some, some sort of check and balance system where they can, you know, keep everybody kind of in line. Because it seems like now there's nothing. And then it's like, you know, you know highway robbery or some sort of, you know, like Grand Theft Auto to get them to act. Right. Um, there's just no kind of middle ground. It's either all or nothing to get them to do anything.
3: The best part was I was talking to, to J bone and, and, you know, they're not happy. They're working on a big sponsor. And I heard the big sponsor was going to do something with NASCAR and the, and the motocross team. And then they had Matt Kenseth get suspended weeds. You're the NASCAR expert here, but Matt Kenseth got in trouble. JGR NASCAR driver. Oh, that was darling. Okay, and then, so now, and then Pike's getting suspended. And I guess this sponsor, who I don't know who it is, but is texting J-Bone like, boy, well, you guys are, uh, you guys are really, uh, you know, doing some, making some impact in the sports. <laughs> and J-Bone's like, it's not usually like this. It's not usually like this. But so anyway, so J-Bone said that Pike felt bad. And, you know, and J-Bone was like, you're in trouble. This is not good. So before the meeting with FIM and AMA, they... You know, Jay bone kind of says, "Hey, Weston, like, you know, just go in there, take the punishment. You did the you did the crime. You got to do the time. Say you're sorry, and we'll get out of there." And I guess once they got in there, Weston, just being Weston, just started yelling again. And Jay Bones like, "This isn't good. This is not good. We need to leave and come back because cause Weston was still very heated uh, after the race." So I think that's the best part that I heard. <laughs>
1: That is. You know, it's funny, uh, Steve, were you part of the conversation in the, in after the heat race? We were all saying, oh, man, don't mess with Pike. Freeze, got it coming now. But then we started to theorize that there aren't a lot, as, as gnarly as Pike acts and looks, there aren't a lot of stories of him completely dirtying someone on the track. And then we're actually wondering, well, wait, is he the kind of guy that would do that? And you think he would be, but we couldn't come up with any examples. Now we know, okay. Yeah, he really is everything he's cracked up to be. Yeah,
3: because you know, Jay Bone was even saying like there were some times where he was surprised that Wesson didn't didn't go after Anderson last year a little bit. Um, Anderson yeah. and him were getting into it a few rounds, and and Jay Bone was saying like, yeah, like we don't want him to throw punches, obviously, but I was surprised that Wesson didn't take care of some stuff on his own, you know. But um, yeah, it's it, it was apparently
1: Anderson um, at one race said to Pike, "I'm not afraid of you on my bike."
3: <laughs> well and then again like and we're talking about anderson who just won anaheim like he had a thing going with Weimar, he had a thing going with had a thing going with pike uh filthy phil said he wanted to kill him last year on the line so this is something to keep uh keep uh an eye on too and see if anderson can kind of back it down a little bit and still win and maybe just have that chip on his shoulder only when he's you know winning afterwards and not so much on the track with other dudes so that should be interesting um all right, let's move on from that. Speaking about the JGR guys, we talked about Stu, um, the new the new guy Eli T- or Barsha. I was going to talk about Tomac. Let me go JGR. Speaking of JGR, Barsha, uh, not good, Weej, not good. Pumped up um, after the restart, and then uh, just went backwards. Ooh. Yeah, uh, you
1: know what though? I, I, I think you can still. I, it was not good, and there's potentially a huge problem here. I mean, leading or nearly leading the fifteenth. That's not awesome anyway. any way you'd like it. striking. It. I mean, that's got to be one of the all-time fades. Like, all time. I know he lost a few positions at one point because of a crash, but he'd already gone from second to tenth or something. I mean, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything gets the asterisk of dude get tight at the opener. I, I would not be shocked if that's just not an issue um, this weekend. I'm not saying that means that Barsha would have won, should have won, or is going to win this weekend. But I don't know, man. I think anything that happens at the opener, there's a chance that it doesn't mean anything.
3: Really, you're really that much of a just—it's at ah, it's the opener guy. Really? No, I don't
1: no, know. I'm, I'm saying there's a chance that that's that's all it is. There's, we've seen crazy things happen at the opener, and then they're suddenly straightened out. Well, I'm not saying that's guaranteed, but there's—if this happens halfway through the year, you are where you are. But the opener, sometimes we've seen weird things happen.
0: Guys, in your year that your, your McGrathier, he didn't year. win the opener, right? He got like fourth or fifth.
3: What right which year? ninety uh, three. Oh oh yeah, no, the first two. Yeah, the first two he we went five five.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's there's precedence for it. I mean it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. The opener the opener to me is is never a good measuring stick. Never ever. Well Yeah.
1: There's been guys that have won the opener, it's the only race they've ever won. It's just I'm not saying that this is good for Barca and I'm not saying it won't happen again.
3: hmm
1: But there's a chance that it's not a problem.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. For sure, it wasn't good. Uh, Eli Tomac uh, on his Cowie debut. I'm gonna give him. This has got me in trouble before, but I'm gonna give him a eh. What do you guys think? Oh boy, what do you think? I mean, I think you won't be at the Cowie truck this weekend. (laughs) No, he was okay. I even I talked to him after the race. He said he was. He said he was thinking about the opener and how you can f up and lay on be laying on the ground, which is he's done, and so he'll take his fourth. Um uh no, I
0: actually agree. Uh this is kinda what I expected, honestly. I wasn't that sure he would come out and be ready. Uh I just thought he would have a, a tough time being a hundred percent and matching intensity for twenty laps with those guys who have just continued to build on, you know, their fitness and, yeah. and all those skills uh while he was kinda sitting around, you know, not able to do anything. So I think it's just a matter of time for Eli. I think you'll see steady improvement and within oh. you know, within a month or so he's gonna be ready to do battle with anyone who wants some.
3: He uh he did mention again, he said something about the uh four months off the bike.
0: Yeah, it's it's no, there's no way you can overlook it. It's impossible. Anybody who's been through it and tried to come back, um, you know what it feels like. So <clears throat> he'll get better. It it it's you know, the the good thing is is he's at a point now where progression is gonna go really fast.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. What else? Uh, Purcell. Isn't it, isn't this what you want him to do right now? So I
1: don't I don't see how you can criticize It's like everyone on Earth would be like. I'm not criticizing. To
3: I'm not criticizing.
1: So not crash it away. I'm yeah, not, okay. I'm not all criticizing.
3: Right. I'm saying he was just okay. We'll take it. We'll move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on yeah. to San Diego. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not okay. bad. Not good. good. Um. Okay. Uh. By the way, I love the green sprocket and green hubs on that Monster Energy Kawasaki. That's a nice touch.
1: The gear, by the way, we've been gear, critical of the... The gear was good. Uh, uh, Astros gear, I think. Uh, asterisk, sorry. <laughs> Alpine Stars. I thought it was good.
3: Yeah, but which, which non-fly rider had the best look, JT, do you think?
0: Uh, I was honestly a bit partial. Like, I liked the Fox limited release stuff. I thought it was okay. Uh, but I thought Chad's stuff looked really good, and, and I'm iffy on Chad's stuff sometimes, but I thought it just looked really clean, simple. Look, I th- it was, this, it, he did a good job of th- it.
3: This pod is presented by Fox Racing, and we appreciate those f- guys at Fox Racing. But, hey, Fox Racing, the granite look has been done by Axel in 91. Well, everybody's done every look, Steve, so. Oh, really? not sure if you're aware of that. Really? Yeah. Well, I've yet to see, yeah. I've yet to see the I've yet to see Dalmatian spots brought back, so. Um I mean, JT did it twice. Yeah, well, do it again, fly. Bring it up. <laughs> um uh, okay, so uh Barsha, yeah, Tomac, yeah, we covered that. Uh Chad Reed, I thought it was good. I give Chad Reed, um we had him on the show last night. I think he was he looked uh, aggressive in practice. Looked like he was uh, getting at it. You know, it usually takes a while to get going. I thought um he was third or fourth in that first start. Then the second start he kind of, you know, I mean, rock. those guys were better than him, but it was a nice start, Weege, for, for Chad Reed.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, two thumbs up. Like, I was a little worried going into the season. I said it in the preseason podcast. I didn't like what I saw from last year. It just didn't seem that strong as you usually expect from him. I mm-hmm. feel like, okay, he won a race in Atlanta last year. So, excluding that race, I feel like he looked better in practice and he in the main here than pretty much he did at any point last year. Last year was just not that good. This
3: was it was fine. I, I'm I'm very encouraged by this. JT's encouraged too. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: I thought he looked great. Uh, I I just had no idea what to expect. Honestly, um, I I literally hadn't seen him ride at all since Monster Cup. So it was a you know one of those things where I hope for the best. And you know, if he comes out and looks terrible, then you know I that would be okay too. Because I really didn't know what to think. You know, I know he'd been training and riding, but. Unless you've seen him out there, and, and obviously that's where we got all of our Jason Anderson information and insight was people had been watching him, and we talked to people that knew. And and with Chad, it had been so quiet. Um, you know, I talked to Berner, and I talked to Dan Truman who had been around, and they're like, yeah, you know, he's riding pretty well, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, it's on, like it's, mm-hmm. it's go time this year. So. Wow. I was encouraged, as you said. Um, it just, you know, kind of uh, gave me hope that he could be in the championship fight. That that would be, I think, good for everyone.
3: We, I'm just glad we didn't get JT. He's never, been he's never been better. He's never. Well, been I didn't better. see him ride. So, you know, <laughs> what what do you want? No, I know, but yeah. Um, Porcel, oh, that was such a porceliast performance. That was so porcelian. It wasn't even funny. Ah, that was just just epic. So I guess. Um, um, we, I t- Someone talked to him Before the, before practice Talked to Mohead, his mechanic And he said that Porcel told him You will see in third practice what I have I will show you And then he goes out and he sets the fastest time In his first forward the supercross race ever and Then in the main event He gets a bad start And he doesn't really ever look like he's trying That's just That's Christophe Porcelwidge He's going to be a fantasy killer everybody He's going to kill your fantasy teams Because sometimes he will do well and he'll be burnt and you won't use him and you won't put him and then he'll do well. I didn't put him
1: under my top twelve, even without even with the fast practice. I just didn't have faith.
3: Really? I was, huh? waiting
1: yep. The, yep. I was just waiting for the Porcellian performance. And that's what we
3: got. <laughs> J T, right? This guy. This guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to think of him. I mean, I think if he would have got a really good start I think you would have seen a different Christoph. No, Russell. absolutely. I agree. But I just don't, I don't think he has or wants to take the chances that it requires to move through the pack. I think he has the ability to. I think he could have got up to a much better finish, but I just don't think he's willing to, to take those chances. That, that's my opinion, uh, but it's Me. just
3: one I've, you know, I'm drawing from seeing, seeing this go down many, many times. The fantasy-killing um, percentages pie between Marty and Christoph over there. Very oh, Marty <laughs> Marty by far. It's not even close. we'll, we'll
0: wait and see. We can I wait mean, and you see. put yeah, Marty Marty owns that
3: probably over anyone in, in, in the sport. But what if Porcel keeps setting these times? Maybe Ryan types times? at t- It used to be. What if Porcel what if Porcel keeps setting these times? And then fails to even get a top five, which I can uh, see. Yeah, can maybe, see. but I think I th- kind of feel like
0: you know what to expect. So yep. if you're stupid enough to keep picking him, then you know, kind of kind of deserve it at that point, right? All right. I mean, I think he's, he's going to get some good finishes, but it's going to be, as we talked about, you know, we've talked about all preseason, it's going to be the right circumstances. He's got to – it just has to be that way. He's yeah. not going to do what Ryan Dungy does or what, you know, any of the contenders do with Ken Rocks and any of these guys. You can't crash in the first turn or start 17th and, and get up to the top five. He just
3: doesn't – he's not going to do that. It's just not him. Weege, who was – uh. In the 450 class, actually, let's take a commercial break here. we 48 minutes in. The Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing, foxhead.com. Listen to this commercial from Racetech. they got motor services now, suspension services. Use the code PulpMX15 to save yourself money at racetech.com. Like I said, they've got an incredible, uh, incredible stuff going on over there and uh, urge you to use their motor and suspension services. And Michelin StarCross 5 tire. Brand new tire, michelinmotorcycle.com. Check out these commercials, and we'll be right back on the uh, Racer X podcast. At uh, Racetech, go to MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com, Michelin StarCross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is it a fancy marketing term or what?
2: No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself. So how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiff that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more so when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. And it's more comfort so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension and tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit but also too when you come into corners you don't want it to roll on you so they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort.
3: Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually.
2: Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best. So mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on.
3: Four versions of this. T- they cover all the uses, key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. Jason Thomas, Jason Wyga on the RacerX Podcast presented by Fox Racing. All right, Weege, we talked, I'll, we didn't name, um. besides loss and Bopping, you can't say loss and Bopping, and you can't say any of the guys that we mentioned. So besides that, was who oh, the who, like seven who's the sneakiest good performance from A one? I got my guy. So
1: why am I not allowed to
3: say Lawson bopping? Because that's that's now? too obvious. Lawson. No one had Lawson bopping in there. And then a good job by Lawson. Who was the sneakiest good performance at A one? I'll start if you want. Go ahead, Dean Wilson, ninth place. Came from the back, showed good endurance, his consistent laps. I'll take that ninth from Dean all day. I know you guys, we can work with speed and, you you know, the wild horses and all that crap. I'll take that ninth. I think it was good. Dean should be happy. And okay, this is the point where, we, this is where one of you two weigh in. No, I was waiting to right, Weed's no answer. answer. Yes, Will Saps. Will no, Saps got eight
1: Will no, Saps was the... Uh, if you basically look at the results there, besides Barcher, who clearly didn't get what he wanted, and, and Stewart, who didn't uh, even finish, um, the, the guys that finished in front of Millsaps, those top seven, were essentially like a, like a, these are the guys that are going to battle for the title this year. Guys, uh-huh. so Millsaps, I feel like won the battle pretty much of everyone else. So, okay, excellent job for him.
0: All right, I would go with Jake Weimer, twelfth place. Uh, really quiet all night. Didn't really stand out at any time. Practice, heat race, semi, any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 12th place, when you look at it on paper, when you look at that field, super solid. You know. And it's a, This is a make or break year for Jake as far as you know getting back into uh, one of the premier rides out there. So I thought it was a really, really good start to his season and one that he could
3: use to build off of. All right. I hey, think Bogle and Moskin. Mouskann are out there in 13th and 14th, going. What happened? We we're, we're title winners. I think that's just an yeah, indication I think of this Mous- field.
0: I think Marvin. I think he knew. I don't think anyone that kind of was had some insight and thought right. much much was going to happen good for Marvin yet. So
3: and has got a broken foot, right? Did yeah. I did I read that? Yeah.
0: Is that' why he always takes his leg yeah. off the peg. <laughs> Swag or no?
3: Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe a bit affected a lot. Yeah, I see him in the tunnel before. I think right before opening ceremonies, I was like, "Hey, man, <clears throat> off season everything being good." He's like, "Yeah, pretty much." I'm like, "All right, so pretty solid." Got some time in the 450. He's like, "Well, actually, I haven't even ridden really in about six weeks. Uh, I just rode a little bit this week." And then he was not wanting to say it, but eventually he admitted that he has been off the bike for the last six weeks and his foot still hurts.
3: What is the advantage of not saying anything? What is the advantage of not being forthcoming? I don't get it. Can,
1: can he someone finally admit it now? a year later, that he had shoulder surgery before last season began. At the East. Remember, there were rumors that he was hurt last year going into Supercross, but he never bit. He never explained it. So all we do know last year is that he got smoked by a moose can. But apparently, he had not ridden coming into Supercross last year either, but we don't know that. We just know that he got beat. So, yes, what is the advantage? I don't understand.
3: Like, man, if I just don't tell anybody I broke my foot and I go out here and struggle a little bit, that's I'm, gonna fine. I'm gonna torpedo mean. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. Jeff. I was Jeff. told that once. Got it, That's Jeff. Um, yeah, it, it's one of the. I mean, is it some sort of uh, young kid rules? Young young man? What? I, I can't.
1: It's been going on forever. I don't think it's a young kid thing. Okay. I could get. I could understand if you're at the very very top. If you were dungeon and you were nursing something or, or Tomac or somebody like that, I could see how, or, or Roxanne or something, you know, everybody's trying to measure each other and figure out where everybody is. Maybe you don't want to give them that edge and say, oh, God, thank God, I heard Roxanne is not ready. But Bogle's not in that position. What difference does it make? No. What if you got the game?
0: No, it's. I do think it matters for the top guys. I do think if you're like, oh, that yeah. guy – He's sick, or he hasn't been able to ride lately, and it you know it comes down to those last few laps, and he's right there. I think it. I think it does because I've felt that way. I've been like, you know, that guy's got to be more tired than I am. He hasn't even been able to ride. You know,
3: I, I do think it matters a little bit, but I think people take it to an extreme at, at times too. Yeah, and then if you don't get him, JT, are you crushed? Are you more upset than you normally be because you know this guy isn't ridden?
0: No, not at all. Oh, I just okay. think it, it can give you a little mental boost, like, hey, I'm I can beat this guy. He's not even 100.
3: percent what percentage of the wind pie will Cooper Webb have at the end of the year, Weege? What does how that ma- mean? How many slices of the wind pie will Cooper have eaten if there's eight slices in this wind pie?
1: Uh, I'm going to say seven, but I, I believe he's a realistic shot at every slice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So va- the law of averages. He doesn't get them all, but Can I he- think he's got a shot at it.
3: Can someone explain what Vegas is? It's uh, East-West counting for points, correct? Like the old days?
1: Yeah, but what I don't know is it's definitely the East-West counts for points deal, but I don't know if it's exactly like it was. Like, is it two mains and then the shootout, or is the shootout the main event and that counts for points? That's what I don't know.
3: Okay. I think it's the shootout only. There's no main events. It's shootout only, and that counts for points. Whoa. Three double titles decided in one race. But being felled... They'll probably wuss out, and the first East Coast guy gets twenty five. If you know, even if he finishes fourth, do you know, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It'll be it'll be scored separately. I hope not. I hope it's just twenty five, twenty two, twenty, and whatever it is, whatever it is. But
1: me too. If you got beat by somebody, so, you shouldn't have gotten beat. You can't you can't blame him for beating you for costing you the title. I hate that.
3: So you think seven slices of the win pie? Yeah, I got I to gotta go with that. He looked really good, Cooper Webb, at A1JT. Like, he didn't – Nelson was gone. And no panic, no nothing, I'll get you. And uh, just clicked him off and uh, got him. And, and, and then I was surprised how much he dropped him.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll win all of them. I, I said 80% on Pulp, Pulp Show last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, just too many things happen in racing. And, and Nelson's not that far off, I, I don't think. Uh, for seven or eight laps, he – Looked like he was exactly the same, you know, mm-hmm. and then things kind of unraveled a bit. But I do think Nelson will win one. I think Savachi has a great chance to win one. Uh, you know, Zach could as well. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, he'll yeah. he'll definitely win this title in my opinion if he stays healthy. But you know, too many things happen, and these these guys are still so young to be, you know, to put put in a perfect eight eight races is is a lot to ask for.
3: Osborne wins his first ever heat. Wacko each looking good. Finally, finally got through the
1: opener clean. Yeah, yeah. You know it's good. The year before, I think he got through Anaheim one okay the year before, but then he, I think, I heard practice at Phoenix.
3: Yeah, it's good to see you know young kid, young rookies in the class, figure it out. It's nice, nice to see. (laughs) I'm a dick, but um, hear about that one. Yeah, I probably will. Jimmy D fourth, good job by Jimmy D. Quiet fourth. JT, quiet fourth.
0: Yeah, I was shocked when actually it's my I guess you know it looks bad for me, but I, when I looked back through the results and I'm like, holy cow, Dakota's got fourth.
3: <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I honestly had no idea. A yeah. was there. Uh, Craig for him. Yeah, Amart was there. Craig was there. Um, Savachi was up there, crashed. So yeah, I mean,
0: I would yeah. say that he probably came in with the least expectations between Jordan and oh, Ryan, yeah. Christian Craig. Yeah. So uh, it's great for him. I know he's got a ton of momentum off these, you know, these world races he's been doing around the globe uh, and I, I can understand where he's coming from it just feels like another race weekend so he obviously showed that he was ready to
3: rip if you would have asked me after practice who was going to win I would have said still said Cooper Webb but I would have said Savachi gives him a run Joey Joey looked great in practice I don't know if you, how much you guys watched him he was the first guy to jump stuff he put it together right away he looked great in practice to me
0: I didn't see him Really? I, I
3: mean, I did. I did watch, but I didn't get the same. Uh, I didn't draw the same conclusions that you. Did. No, no, he had that something special. You got to really focus on him this weekend, JT, in San Diego. At least you were, you nailed it down. I mean, you were right. Hold on. What do you mean? Well, it panned out for you. <laughs> no, it didn't. He crashed. He got eighth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colt Nichols. Colt Nichols. All Colt Nichols does is put in good rides, and no one knows who he is. He's just one of those Yamaha guys. Uh, number sixty nine in the program, number one in your heart. Good job by Colt Nichols. That was great.
1: The notorious number sixty nine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He was fast. Um good job by him and, and the cycle trader team he's on. Who what else caught your eye in two JT?
0: You know what, I thought Christian Craig was gonna have more. He obviously crashed, but mm-hmm. he looked really good in practice at times. Um to be honest with you, there were so many guys that I was trying to figure out who the hell they were half the practice. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell if they were on, you know, Barn Brothers or Home Depot or Slayton Skins or, you know, I don't even know what these teams are anymore. So well, um, you I, should, I, you I spent th- most of my time, when I, oh, that guy just killed that section.
3: Who was that? And then I would, you know, then I'd look up you know, and I'd check her flag. So. Weege has a bit of a dick attitude about these teams, but I don't mind it. It's actually not bad. I We were having a discussion about who was what, and, and I think this was when we were filming the videos. And I don't know if you were there, JT. And we were discussing, like, okay, this guy and that guy and Brooks and Blose and and, and Cole Thompson now on KTMs, but on yeah. so anyway, and just like, you know what? Those guys are going to have to show me that I need to know who they are. That's, right. <laughs> That's Weegee's That's right. theory. They're <laughs> show right. me. Show me that I know who, so I can figure it out, right? Make me know the difference.
1: You make me know the difference. I can't put in the work. You have to do it for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, by the way, the biggest fu of the of the weekend was Chris Howell, former barn pro's rider, making the main as a privateer, and no barn pro's riders made the main. And Howell retweeted someone who said, "Nothing like beating everyone on your old team as a privateer." Whoa! Yeah, you want to talk about the Pike and Freeze thing and all that, Stu Dunge. Chris Howell sticking it to the Barn Pros.
1: I'm going to build something on my own, Barn Pros, Home Depot. Let's <laughs> yeah. do this.
3: Take your barns and shove them, bro. Chris Howell making the main. It was all-
1: a barn burner, Bad, you weren't in it.
3: <laughs> uh, Fast Freddy Norn was all right. Maxim Dupre, David Illman's guy, uh, showed good speed in the heat. He was went down and made all the way to uh, pass Fast Freddy with uh, one turn to go or two turns to go to make the main. So, yeah, he looked good. He was fast. Jeez, dude, I saw this guy all uh, all off season. He was at all these dumb races I was at. Yeah, he's good for sure. He's got some skills. He's a French guy, right? Got skills. Um, Cunningham went down. I like that look of that team. Do you guys like the bike and gear? Look, JT's not, not counting in this, but Weege, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I like the, the blue and yellow. That, that's Suzuki's Zizuki color. It is, right? Forever. They've, they've they've gone away for it since, I think, 1987. But <laughs>
3: yeah. it's no, it's, it's the bomber, no doubt. And uh, what about Mark Worth on that team? Welcome to Supercross. Uh, he doesn't make it a lap, uh, and I guess he breaks his arm and his leg. Wow. Dislocated elbow yeah, and hip. It his
1: hip oh, I okay,
3: think. all right, Jesus! Yeah. Not even a. Did he make a lap? No. The he did not back. make it back to the starting line yet? The dragon back. Yep. Oh, what a bummer! JT, you ever had that happen to you at all? You ever, you ever crashed early in a race and just knocked yourself out? Uh, I crashed in early in a race,
0: but never on the first lap of the first practice of a okay. race or the year. <laughs> that's for sure.
3: Have you ever crashed early in a, for the first practice and, and be done for the day? Uh no. Okay. That's got a that's got a really Well, it's chunks. first supercross ever. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it was a bad deal. I look forward to the Chris Howell Barn Pros robbery heating up as we go on. Barn on Barn Pros. Barn pros is Politelli. Politelli. Scott Champion. Cole Martinez.
1: Man.
3: Wait. Cole Martinez made the main. No. Oh. So why did Chris Howell retreat? Sure, Martinez. Sure, Martinez on barn pros? I don't know, but if he did, Howell's retreat was not correct. Well, it's a pretty big hit. Well, we they really need to they really need to show you what. Um...
1: Yes, I, I I just can't tell. I just plus to make matters worse, these teams all swap dudes. <laughs> Here, like half of the guys went from one of these
3: the anima teams to the other. Yeah. Yeah, who could forget the, the Scotty champion jumping from Slayton to Barn Pros? Mm-hmm. Or I think Cole Martinez maybe. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm now I'm confused about Howell's retweet. I'm not sure. Maybe it was after the heat race and then Martinez made it through the L C Q. But if so, that's an epic fail by Howell. You can't do that. You can't. No. Oh, all right, who wins a race in 250s? Nelson, JT, you think?
0: I think so. I think Savachi uh, and Nelson will both win a race. Not wacko? Uh, maybe. I think those two have a better chance. Yeah. I don't know why I think that.
3: Right, uh, right, probably right.
0: not fair to, to Zach, but right. um, that was just my initial reaction.
3: Who's taller, Alex Martin, Dakotas, or Zach Bell? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Alex Martin is stockier. Than those guys. Well, Zach Bell
0: is probably the slightest guy I've ever seen. So that <laughs> you've ever seen?
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's a bold statement. All right, I, I um, thought about it hard before I said it. All right, we're going to wrap this up. The Racer X Podcast is done by Fox Racing. A one wrap up. Who wins the classes this weekend, Weech? San Diego.
1: Oh, that's unbelievably tough. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Canard. I liked what I saw. He he didn't, but I did.
3: He won San Diego last year, correct? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. the second round, yeah. but yeah. He, he did win. No, it. No,
3: no. Yeah, he won. Yep. I like Roxon. I think Kenny Roxon wins. JT That's a good choice too. JT thinks Chad Reed wins. I think uh, Ryan Dungey wins. Uh, I think we we're, one of us will be right. I have this feeling. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, anything take else? No, take the Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does, do, Sorry, bro. Does Motor Concepts come out with all black helmets, black gear, and a Bushwhacker, bushwhacker entrance? Why,
1: why would they? they? They've done nothing wrong. Why would they wear that?
3: <laughs> yeah, never, I guess you have a point.
1: Never you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they wear white bikes and white gear,
3: as a matter of fact. So they're actually the good guys? Yes. Yes. Huh. Exactly. Huh. What do you know, JT? Maybe you were the bad guy and Vince was the good guy.
0: Um. Sure. That cares. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
1: The colors are the Evidence literal interpretation of if you think you're the only sane one and everything else is everyone else is crazy. You're crazy. That's what them wearing white
3: is. <laughs> yes.
1: Everybody else is evil. We're the good guys.
3: <laughs> it's a like sort of bizarro world. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, everybody on the Yamaha teams, uh, show yourself to get. Make him learn yeah. about your team. Don't expose yourself. Just show yourself. Just show yourself. <laughs> Go up to Wygant, pull open that trench coat, and show yourself to Wygant so he can do some investigating. <laughs> Thanks, Weege. Thanks, JT. See you guys. See you. All right. All right guys, bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Steve Mathis
0: Show presented by Fox Racing was going to give 100%, I'm not going to take your money.
2: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. Seven time, Jeremy
0: McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in pants no problem my my ego
1: got in the way you know leo show johnny O'Mara. stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it you just wanted to just look at it all day i mean i got a chance to test all that i
0: like that air i was in i really do search pulp mx in the itunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts